0: That's a good word right there. Hebrews 9 Hebrews 9 People see 9-1-1 and they think, oh, the Twin Towers, disaster, emergency, call 911. Hebrews 9-11 been around a lot longer than your emergencies. Hate to break it to you. There was peace long before your panic. Prince of Peace is the Eternal One. Just being restored to the ancient ways and the ancient paths. Getting all this temporal garbage out of you. Hebrews 9-11 is the High Priest of Glory. The Ministry of the Bright Cloud. You gotta ask yourself, if we're not ministering out of the bright cloud, what are we ministering? Hmm. If it's not out of the father what are we doing we're working iniquity father God is dealing with the working of iniquity there are so many people that have made a career and business out of ministry and are not sent from the bright cloud these are the workers of iniquity these people who think they have the right to minister. I'm not talking about everyone's a royal priesthood. I'm talking about being a teacher of the gospel, a teacher of the kingdom. The teachers are judged more strictly, the Bible says. Not everyone's a teacher. Very few are. A teacher must be sent from God. A teacher must have Christ in them, coming through them, to teach others the divine child, to restore virginity, to restore purity, to restore innocence. Religion cannot restore your virginity. Religion cannot restore innocence. Religion is a ripoff, a scam, a pyramid system of buildings made by human hands. Religion always will have you going into secret sin when no one's looking. It will have you indulging in the cravings of the flesh because there is no fulfillment for your heart in religion. No matter how much you try, it's a bottomless pit. It's an abyss. Religion is everything of all externalism. Now, once you realize the glory, the Father begins to be a bright cloud above your head and teach you all things. But if you don't realize that Christ came into your spirit, you haven't even recognized the new covenant yet. There are teachings going on out there that are just so insane, so confusing, so much religious confusion, that the vast majority of Christians haven't even realized Christ is inside their spirit. Christ in you. Greater is he who's in you. The message of the temple of the Holy Spirit is the eternal gospel, the new covenant gospel. The message of God's out there and here's what you got to do for a God. You got to be a better you. You got to do this. Pay penance. Feel bad. Feel bad. Feel bad about the orphans. Feel bad about the poor. Beat yourself up a little. How dare you privileged Americans, be so happy. You need to be sad. That's Satan. That's the devil. Sadness and sorrow will flee away when you're taught of Christ. It is written, all sadness and all, all sorrow flees away when you enter the joy or enter the cloud, when you begin to be taught of Christ and not man. Jesus asked them, was John's, John the Baptist baptism from God or man? And they mummered, muttered, and mumbled under their breath. If we say man will be stoned to death. Jesus divided the demonic from the divine by being human or glory. Heaven. You gotta get this, because you have settled for human systems, you have settled for human governments, you have settled for complacent satisfaction in human religion. Most of you don't even believe God for provision and to provide for you, and so you're enslaved to money. I know almost all of you are still enslaved to money. Almost none of you even have breakthrough over unrighteous mammon in Babylon the Great. I realize that. I test people in finances every single day, and almost nobody passes. Not that it's about giving and I'm not taking up an offering. It's just who's your God? Who do you trust in? And until you have the bright cloud as your God, there's no way God can even provide for you. Because God's not fathering you. When you have other things in your heart pulling at you in the earth realm, you're serving idols. 1 John says, Little children, keep yourselves away from idols. It's the very last verse of the Apostle John. The great Apostle. You know, I think you might want to listen to 1 John, since he overcame death, couldn't even die when they tried to chop his head off. The sword bounced off his neck. It is written in the history books. They, They boiled him in oil, and he wouldn't die. They tipped him out onto the fiery coals, and he just rolled out there naked. True story. That's why he got shipped to Patmos. We're talking about a guy that overcame death and walked in it, and he's telling you to keep yourselves away from idols. Because when you keep yourself away from idols, you're invincible. Like he walked in and practiced. Hallelujah. Invincibility is normal anointingity. As it's written, Christ cannot die a second time. That's the rhema word of God. Christ cannot be killed a second time. But if you're religious, you're already in death. So you believe in death more than you do the resurrection. Get the death of Satan and his religion off of you. I told you guys today on Twitter and Facebook, you only have one enemy religious confusion. These people are so bewitched and so confused that Satan's got them fighting their own brothers and sisters instead of fighting Satan. Even most people that taste the drunken glory, most, the majority of people that come into the drunken glory get pulled into false drunkenness, drunk on the blood of the saints, drunk on accuser of the brethren, drunk on attacking people of different tribes. I mean, the tribalism that we deal with amongst these animal Christians is insane. We, we deal with murder, murder, and attack beyond imagination. Inward hate of fallen angels working in these people, where they mock anything of higher degrees of glory than what they're currently walking in. I mean, these people are the sons and daughters of Satan and are being fathered by fallen angels. Most of the people you know around you, since they're not fathered by the bright cloud, are fathered of devils. Devils of light that deceive, it is written. Satan is an angel of light. A religious devil. That's the light of religion. And they're like, I'm not religious. Look, I have a drink. And they'll go in and out of the kingdom. And God loves them. So how can someone be drunk on new wine, even have miracles, signs, and wonders? And he says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity because they go in and out of the kingdom. They learn how to steal from the kingdom and use it for themselves. Do you know that Judas Iscariot was right along with the other apostles doing miracles, signs, and wonders? He was driving out demons. And they had no clue that he was the devil. Oh my gosh. The Bible clearly says that those 12 apostles were doing miracles, signs, and wonders by the anointing of Jesus Christ external anointing that those apostles had from Jesus, and one of them was the devil. Oh my goodness, you're gonna get shocked how many devils are pretending to be Jesus. At least 200 million. And that's the great awakening and it's it's a shell shock. It's an awakening out of death. It's an awakening out of the fallen angel that's pretended to be Jesus Christ your whole Christian life. It's an awakening out of your human ability into the divine ability of the divine child in your womb, in your spiritual stomach, in your rich treasure of glory. And it's an awakening to the bright glory cloud of God the Father that's been trying to pull you out of Jezebelic deceiving witchcraft your entire life. But many people were not willing because it can't be that bad. And it's so much worse than you could ever imagine. What has filled the spiritual bowels of the earth? What has filled the spiritual bowels of the cities? What that Masonic apron with the big G on it has in every Masonic lodge and Scottish Rite, Freemason lodge in every city in Western civilization? And what they have filled the, spirit, the spiritual stomachs of the human cities with? Wickedness beyond comprehension. Spiritual evil beyond imagination. You have not known the kingdom of hell. Some of you have. But there's deeper depths. And I tell you the truth, only when you get into the spirit life of your cities and nations will you begin to deal with that deep-seated wickedness. That deep-seated Freemason wickedness. That deep-seated religious evil. We're talking beyond just drugs and alcohol. That's like nothing. That's nothing. We're talking religious evil of Satan's throne. Egypt. That's what's being dealt with this season. That's why the whole world is shaking. We are uprooting the religious devil from the bowels of every nation's spirit life. In every nation, there's a spiritual depth. There's a a compartment of the underworld, a sheol, And in the underground church, we've had to deal with it every day because God doesn't allow us to fake it with outward religion, with whitewashed tombs. Why were they whitewashed tombs? A tomb refers to a portal that goes down into the bowels of the earth, into Sheol, into the place of the dead. So the religious were ministers of death, Jesus taught, and that death came from below. The Son of Man will spend three days in the belly, of the beast, or the belly of a great fish, in the belly of the earth, in the bosom, or the bowels of the earth. After dying the deaths, spiritually, mentally, and physically, the three deaths, he'll be buried in Tartarus, the lowest place in hell, reserved for sorcerers and fallen angels. But on the third day, he'll rise again. How many all know the throne of grace is right there in the deepest place? We have not avoided the deepest places of the earth. We have not avoided the bowels of the earth. You cannot do surface-level Christian ministry and transfigure human lives. To metamorphosize the human brain, which is a worm, into the mind of Christ, which is a butterfly, takes you dealing with the deepest places of cities and nations. All the deep-seated spiritual wickedness of religion, is being uprooted. It's called the tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge has its roots deeper than the heart. The heart drinks from whatever is in the stomach. Every time it speaks of heart, like in James, where the rich have fattened their hearts in the day of slaughter, well, there's no fat on the heart. What are you talking about, James? The fat's on the belly. It's a fat stomach. That's how they fatten their stomachs, or... James says they fatten their hearts because everyone's hearts drinks from their bowels. Because your spiritual stomach is your rich treasury of glory. And unless you've filled your belly with the divine child, you've been serving the beast. You've been serving the devil. You've been serving the natural man, which is the beast and you've been serving the false prophet, which is all externalism of Satan's stars. All the false prophecies that come from the brain realm that have the knowledge of good, the appearance of good, but they're all false teachers. In fact, you can only go so far in the best charismatic churches before everything they tell you is a reptilian lie. I've tested it. I can't, because I didn't believe it was that bad either. I'm I'm like you guys too. I learned all this from God, being led by the Spirit of Truth into all truth, just like the Bible says. No way, it's that bad. I'm in the assemblies of God, and I don't know why I'm being kicked out. I, you know, I'm I'm working with different churches, and I don't understand why I'm being persecuted. I don't know what's going on. The Spirit of Grace just carried me into places I didn't want to go. I was bound, in you know, in chains to Christ, and carried kind of just going along for a ride, not even understanding half the time what's going on around me, and learning through what we suffer. Obeying the Father, because I'm not going to serve any other god. I've already learned that lesson. But really, is it that bad that Satan's got them all up in witchcraft and they can only tell the truth to the top of their faith, and their faith doesn't even go through the second heavens into the third heaven? And that's why none of them have the on earth as it is in heaven, even though that's the message of the charismatic church. I mean, on earth as it is in heaven, and they're just completely being destroyed in California right now by wildfires, by crime, by Democrats, by abortion, by crack cocaine, by the cartels. I mean, it has never been worse in the state of California than right now, November 11th, 2018. And California has been our leadership of the charismatic church for the whole planet. For the whole planet, even Los Angeles. I'm not even talking about Bethel or Reading. I mean, it's, it's insane. And it's all because of the false prophet. And I'm not saying they're all going to hell, not even close to that. These are God's born again people that are in captivity to Egypt that haven't awakened and cast off their grave clothes to who they even are as spirit beings. They're still submitted to the brain, which is the false prophet. They're submitted to the worm, which is the false prophet. <laughs> and they're not metamorphosized yet, and they don't know anybody that is, so there's no example of it, and there's no accountability, and they're all in infancy. All the pastors are infants in Christ, all of them. Otherwise, you'd be pastoring in cities and nations, and you wouldn't have total catastrophes taking over your whole regions. Because you'd have power over the prince of the power of the air. You'd have power over weather. That's just basic stuff Jesus Christ walked in. Because Christ is in you. And you wouldn't be blocking him from coming through your hearts and minds. You could say to the tornado, be gone. Like you've seen the mystics doing even in the Glory Stream Church for decades. These things have been demonstrated even by people that are pastoring churches. But we got to go further still. We're going into unknown territory that will rip off the grave clothes that has bewitched us to think this is what Christianity is. That we have to settle for this measure in this earth under these circumstances. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. Oh, I don't think so. Who's willing to be like John the Baptist and pioneer it in unknown territory outside the synagogue structure? Living off of locusts and wild honey. You never know who's going to come to the river. You know, it might be a grizzly bear. It ran out of salmon. It's going to eat you, and you've got to kill the bear. And you've got to kill the lion. So when Goliath comes around, you're prepared through experience. Five smooth stones of the teacher, the pastor, the evangelist, the prophet, and the apostle right into his forehead. And you destroy the vision of the liar you destroy the natural vision of Satan's liars, these sorcerers and these witchcraft using ministers that only minister to your flesh and to your brain and not to your eternal spirit. Only your eternal spirit building on the solid rock. Don't even waste your time building on the shifting sands. Carnal religion will kill you. Carnal religion will give you cancer. Carnal religion is the devil's poison. (laughs) It is. Carnal religion is the most deceptive thing. Every church has got a mixture of it. I have watched even the best churches tolerate total pagan, demon-possessed Pharisees. We're talking about anti-Christ people in leadership, and even in the best charismatic churches. These are anti-Christ because they're carnally minded. Carnal Christians are anti-Christ's. And they murder the child. They murder the the man child. They murder the inner child. They murder the divine child in our womb. Always committing abortion. Most churches are worse than abortion clinics because they they kill the human spirit. They kill the divine child. And they force you into submission to the religious devil by servanthood in the brain, which is Jezebel's bewitchment. Jezebel is a murderer. She's a killer, and she'll sacrifice however, however many ministers she can to, to kill us. But if you overcome Jezebel, now it's time to set others free, and you have the spirit of Elijah with you. If you have overcome the bewitchment of externalism and have recognized the glory of the divine child in your womb, and you live in the bright cloud of God the Father overshadowing your soul, now it's time to go back into Egypt like Moses and set the captives free by the ability of the bright cloud and the ability of the divine child in your belly, which is called the new covenant of Jesus Christ. And maybe they won't listen to you, but then you'll perform mighty signs and wonders. You will rip the roofs off their buildings by tornadoes and no one will be injured. You'll walk on water, you'll fly across the sky, There is no cap to the signs and wonders of the spirit of Moses and the spirit of Elijah that God has given his deliverers of this generation to pull people out of the deepest darkness of religion. You have no enemy except religious confusion. Lust is a byproduct of not being satisfied by the bright cloud of God the Father's fathering. Lust isn't even an issue. When you're set free from the religious devil, all your pleasures are in the bright cloud of God the Father, and you never want to sin again. You have no desire for sin. There's no temptation that could ever seize you again. You could just, I mean, it's, it's laughable. You've overcome the world. Now it's time to get everyone into the bright cloud, everyone into true Christianity, into true new covenant reality, walking with the Father in the coolness of the day, the coolness of the day, is the glory cloud, cloud by day, fire by night. And you have an ever-increasing glory because Jesus Christ himself lives in your spirit. And you go from glory to glory because the Father always increases your glory. He fathers your glory. He fathers your spirit. And he'll never give you snakes or rocks like the bad fathers of religion. He'll never beat you up. There's no sorrow in the Father. There's no sadness in God the Father. Not even one drop. Zero. Doesn't exist in the Good Father. Only in the religious false fathers, the devils, that beat you people up with religion. It's time to know who your daddy is. He is the bright cloud. He is perfect love. Another name for the bright cloud is agape. Because God is love. And this will make you just pour out your bowels of compassion upon all flesh when you see who the Father really is and what you've had to go through to experience God in this degree of glory, in this bright cloud. You'll do anything for anyone else. You'll lay your life down and gladly serve them forever just to be with the Father in His perfect agape love. And that's the time we're coming into, the time of perfection called the seventh day, Seven is the number of perfection, and seven is the number of God the Father. And His glory cloud of His bright Shekinah burning presence will blaze through all flesh and restore all things now that we may have the true kingdom of heaven on earth in the name of Jesus Christ. Please support Red Letter Ministries, RedLetterMin.com. We'll see you tomorrow.